Hello and welcome everyone to Weekend Rental episode 56. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, weekendpodcast.com. Leave us a like, uh, a review on your platform of choice. We really appreciate it. It helps get the word out. And as always, you can of course find us at Geekade. Uh, Gaming, comics, uh, video games, movies, whatever it is. Articles, podcasts, more. You can find it all at geekade.com. What's your geek? All right, fellas, let's get this podcast started. Uh, my name is Ryan, and I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. Hey, what's going on, guys? All right, fellas, let's jump right into our opening segment. If you were new to the show, we call this one Buy, Rant, Burn. Basically, we all pick a game for a given system. We'll all play those games individually, and then at the end, we'll give our opinions, opinions on which ones we would buy, rent, or burn. Uh, system of this uh, episode is going to be the Game Gear, and uh, let's go through our picks. So Andy has gone with Woody Pop, Um, Nate has gone with Chuck Rock, and I've selected, for some unknown reason, Judge Dredd. So let's go back up to the top. We're going to hear a little bit about each one of these. I'll read the description according to Game Facts. So Woody Pop, uh, the Mad Machine has shut down the Enchanted Mansion Toy Factory, Massive barricades have been set up, blocking off all contact with the outside world. The only thing the crazed uh, machine didn't count on was resistance from a courageous wooden toy, Woody Pop. Join Woody as he clashes with mechanized forces and nearly impossible barriers. That's a toy? He's a log, right? Yeah, he's just a log that you get off the... I don't know Back in the day... That's what people played with. I mean, according logs. to Ren and Stimpy, you're right. It was a toy. Yeah. It's, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's true. It's woody. <laughs> woody pop. Yeah, this uh, it's a breakout clone. Arkanoid. Uh-huh. One of those. and Not a the- porn game or no. a male supplement. It is no. an actual Game Gear block-breaking it- game. No. I was surprised I googled Woody Pop, and this was actually near the top. Like... Nobody, shocking. yeah, I can't believe that this hasn't turned into something else at this point. Don't try this at home, kids. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it, it's somewhat interesting. It's it's I mean, it's breaking blocks with balls, and that's about it. But there's some interesting power ups in here, and uh, each level you get to pick the next room. So I don't know if like you're searching this mansion in this house, and you can like speed run it, and if you know your way. And get to the end of the game. But. I don't know. I lasted quite a while. I did quite a few of them. There's some interesting ones. Yeah it's it's kind of interesting. Because like in Arkanoid and stuff. You get to pick your path. You don't have a level sometimes. But you never get four way control like you would here. Um, I think it's. It's interesting that they tried to add a little bit of character. To the actual paddle. In the form of Woody. Uh, I just think like the thing. As someone who loves like breakout and arkanoid and all that stuff like this should have been my jam it's just the controls were so slippery like even with all the cool power-ups it was just impossible and then i got to thinking like man on an actual game gear screen because i'm obviously emulating this and like that screen was not known to be good for blur it was better than some but 
uh, the speed at which Woody moves back and forth and that ball, like I think Holy it would have been, I'd have been on the struggle bus, you know? Yeah. I didn't think about that. That, that ball gets going after yes. a while. It's fast. And it didn't take long for, for the ball to really speed up. You know, I think after you get through the, the first stage and move on to the second, it really, it starts increasing exponentially. Um, I thought it was, you know, anytime you read the descriptions, Ryan, I feel that it should just say puzzle game <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. like, let, why did they even try to put this big backstory on, you know, breakout or, or whatever it is. Tetris, Tetris, you know, well, just beca- whatever it is. Because we stole someone else's game doesn't look good on the back of a box, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But, it, I mean, it's it's a fun game. It, it's familiar, and, um, I, you know, I can sit down and play those things all the time and uh, waste 30 to 45 minutes just sitting there playing the same thing. Nothing too special. The controls are very slippery and uh yeah with the speed and again good point i just can't picture playing it actually on a game gear i don't know if it would be possible to really get that far yeah, yeah. so this is a master system game that never came oh, over, that over they here ported over yeah it never came over here and on master system but it did have a uh, paddle controller okay for, that makes for, sense for master system so with that, I think this could be very playable, just like that Vows controller for Arkanoid. Although Arkanoid is a little more playable on the NES because it goes, it errs on the slower side. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that Arkanoid, like Vows controller, it's certainly doable. I think that would probably make a huge difference here. I mean, there's oh. a lot to like. It was just the controls pissed me off. I mean, I, it was a very good visual coat of paint on, you know, what you're used to. I liked it. Yeah, and the details, like, so I got the power up where you get to hold the ball which is pretty Mm -hmm. common in a lot of these games. And then, but I stacked it with the one with uh, fire and it Woody pop just roasts. He, he burns into a pile of flames, which is pretty good detail. Like why would you ever think to do that? But when it happens, you're like, Oh yeah, that's what would happen if you were just holding on to fire. Woody popped and ended up with the burn. Huh? That's too bad. It happens sometimes. (laughs) All right, let's move on to our next game. Uh, Nate's pick, Chuck Rock. Uh, Once upon a rock, there was a primitive uh, Prince Charming who was more evolved than the rest. His name, Chuck Rock. It's no wonder Ophelia fell fell for him like a two-ton boulder. They were living happily ever after until Gary Critter, one of Ophelia's many suitors, decided that he wanted to have lovely Ophelia for himself. So now it's time for you and Chuck to go critter hunting. Sounds weird. <laughs> the game is so strange. Uh, it's considered probably an action platformer, uh, which seems to be the ones I pick. And really isn't anything too special. You know, the first thing I noticed right off the bat is there's no music. <laughs> For the game, uh, there is a version on uh, the Master System and Genesis. And, yeah, oh, yeah, and Genesis, and uh, they have music, but and uh, backgrounds, and yeah, and backgrounds, and this version does not, and and so it made it really just very very strange. And you fight enemies uh, by obviously you can chuck rocks 
which it took me a while to understand that that's what I needed to do. Pick those things no, up. No, that is not what you need to do. You need to pelvic you need to thrust them. them to death. Yes. Yes. But you are equipped with the big pelvic thrusts, in which mm-hmm. I ended up doing that a lot, uh, getting behind those dinosaurs <laughs> and everything and uh, just letting them have it. <laughs> <laughs> Take that flaccid caveman cock. Yeah. It, the game, um, it's very confusing to play, um, and uh, I think very, very unforgiving, uh, and just with, with the gameplay and the controls, lack of music, it wasn't it wasn't great. I didn't get too far in the game. I think I got through the first boss, and uh, which, was that a Triceratops or an elephant? I couldn't tell. I think it was a Triceratops. Okay, that but would even, make sense. Even that thing, like you kept hitting it with a rock, and you, you're like, it might doing anything to him. There was no feedback at all to know if you're doing the right thing. But you're in that moment, so you're like, I guess I'll keep trying and throw this rock at this thing, and then. And the typical thing went. that you do with bosses, you hit them three times and it's done. Yeah, we <laughs> all know that. No, this was like ten times you had to hit this guy. <laughs> um, yep. I mean, it has some weird charm and just some goofiness and really fits the profile of what Ryan read, but, uh, you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing, like the, bo- the, <laughs> the whole reason I wanted to keep going in here to see if they would actually brighten it up and change level design, but no, the second level is black background again and, oh, we added swimming, which makes it even worse. So. Yeah, I uh not that Nate knew this, but I, I fucking despise Chuck Rock. Like I've I have it on the Genesis, I played it. It's like the shittiest excuse for like the platformer craze of that era. Um like Chuck has no personality. Like like the only like the only thing I love about this game is that you just like fucking pelvic fucks things to death. Like that is the only redeeming quality. Uh and then it has a sequel, Son of Chuck that I implore you to both watch a let's play of because the loading screen in between levels is the most horrendous picture of this putrid looking caveman baby. It's the stuff of nightmares. Uh, and that's what Chuck rock spawned for me was the stuff of nightmares. So I just, this is a way shittier version of an already shitty game. I just you, couldn't, couldn't, you know how we got that lady though. Well, Obvi- obviously he's working that <laughs> thrusting all over we we know why Philia is, is hanging around, so... You can kill a dinosaur with your thrust. Ladies are going to pay attention, that's right. Have, have Has it ever been floated that the extinction of dinosaurs started by an STD? <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Spread by Chuck. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is a true story. <laughs> Fact. Alright, let's move on to my pick. Uh, Judge Dredd. So I picked this mainly just because we played this not that long ago on the Game Boy. So we'll briefly go into the description. Description, Mega City 1 is in ruins, corrupt and rampant. It's time to take the law into your own hands. Uh, you're Judge Dredd. You are the law. There's more. It doesn't matter. I just wanted to see how this would compare to the putrid version we played on the Game Boy. Turns out, with better hardware and color, it's a much better game. Uh, it is still very much the same game, but I was able to actually figure out how to play it this time. I could see the enemies and the paths that I needed to progress on. I understood that I needed to blow up all the crates on the level to progress to the next thing. Um, it's still a licensed movie game, action platformer, 
kind of sloppy controls, weird hitboxes, but it is a much more enjoyable experience, I guess. It's generic, but it's fine. I don't know what you guys thought this go around. How could you clearly see where to go? It, oh, really? Like I mean, it's the, the end of the level super fast. The first, uh, the first uh, line that, that you walk, I didn't see the vine going down, so I'm running around trying to understand what the heck I'm supposed to do. It took me uh, a few tries and by accident, by pressing down, I was like, oh, I was supposed to go down there. I got it. I mean, I found those things on the Game Boy, so like once you've deciphered that on like the game boy screen and this was like oh that's clearly a ladder yeah. this is amazing but yes to your point it's still like a one pixel wide thing that you have to like know is the thing you traverse the colors definitely make a difference though like it was visually appealing you could kind of make out things um i still i'm not a big fan of like camera shifting so when you squat down the whole like camera shifts I mean, there's some pros and cons to it. That kind of drives me nuts, you know, just shifting left, right. Um, you know, that makes things difficult for me. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty much the exact same game, right? From what I could tell. But the graphics are actually pretty impressive, I thought, for how, like, zoomed out yeah. they are. Um, a lot of those, like, Game Gear games are very zoomed in, and there's very little you see beyond your character but this is uh zoomed out quite a bit you can see a lot and i don't know i thought it looked pretty good and yes i actually found the ladder this time compared to the game boy one where i had no idea i had to find that on a youtube video to figure out how to get up there <laughs> yeah yeah the the visual fidelity definitely aids quite a bit in that game mm -hmm. i played that right after um Rock Chuck or Chuck Rock, Chuck or Rock, blowing chunks or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, and so I go from this this silent thing to a whole bunch of noise, and uh, it made me way happier to actually have some sound in this game. Nice, yeah. Music when it's not there, you miss it, man. Well, you yeah. gotta remember they didn't have music back then. I mean, they were playing the oh, realism scale. That's true. It's a good Pumping point. caveman. That's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to hear that more than anything anyway, so they put that in there. Good point. I think I might have to readjust my selection now. Um, speaking of that, let's go back up to the top. Andy, what are your picks? What are you going to buy, rent, and burn? Uh, yeah, this one is not all that easy. But I think for the time and place and like the, the system that it's on, I think I would pick Woody Pop because I think that would be like the best. Oh, I got five minutes. Just play some of that, you know. Um, but I don't know if there's a password or anything or any way to continue. So I don't know if you're supposed to just do like 100 levels all at once. I don't know. It's funny that you they have all that story and stuff if you're not gonna really get past the first few worlds every time you play it but uh i think my rent ooh, that bad huh i it's i think it's gonna be chuck rock i played that one more than i did judge dread and it's tough because i don't know if playing it for the game boy had 
changed it. Like if I would have played Judge Dredd on Game Gear right away, if this would changed it. But uh, I just had I just played Chuck Rock a little bit more, and there was definitely a lot more problems with Chuck Rock. I think, but I was more engaged with it. Whereas Judge Dredd is just like you see a guy, you're going to take bullets, he's going to take bullets, and it's just like who has more bullets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much how that game is. So that's going to be my burn, I think. Interesting. Nate, how about you? Um, I don't know. Now I feel like I'm easily swayed at this point after Andy just threw out a compelling argument. Um, I'm still going to stick with buying Judge Dredd. Um, just all three games were pretty lackluster for me, but I would say that was one that I kind of enjoyed a little bit more. So that, that seemed kind of an obvious buy for me. The, the rent, I'd have to go with um, Woody Pop, I think. Yeah, I feel confident in that decision. We're going to go Woody Pop for the rent. And, uh, yeah, you don't want to burn your wood, man. You don't want to. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that leads to very bad things. Um, Chuck Rock disease. Uh, the the burn is going to be Chuck Rock. It's, I don't know. It's bad. It's not good. There's nothing that was attractive with it. I'm done with it. Ryan, what about you? All right. Well, <clears throat> this is a redemption arc right here. We're going worst to first. Fucking Judge Dredd is my buy. Woo! <laughs> Mostly because of the competition this round. Uh, it is not a substantially improved game from what we played before. I just think being able to see and interpret the game like marginally well makes a difference. Um, so I'll play that one. Um, I'm going to rent Woody Pop. Um, in theory, Woody Pop should have been my buy. That is like my type of game. It's just the slippery controls. And the fear that if I was playing this on my actual Game Boy that I wouldn't be able to distinguish what was going on even more so, um, you know, than I was on the computer with slippery controls. Um, really cool concept, though. Love the cover art or like the art style. Love the the like, just kind of like making the paddle like sort of your hero in a puzzle game. I thought that was really unique. So very cool game. going to rent that. And then, of course, I'm going to burn chuck rock i mean nobody listening to my overview of that game should be surprised i really hate chuck rock a lot and this is a really bad version of chuck rock so, and it's also nate's pick that has nothing to do with it but Which yes also g- coincidentally seems to be the trend. it is Ugh. yeah i think i have two wins in the year i've been doing this we'll have to go back and tell it up somebody's keeping track not us <laughs> somebody if you're listening let us know let us know in the comments yeah, I uh, I will say as far as games that I've burned, Chuck Rock is not the, near the abomination of some of them, but it's still not redeeming in any way, I guess, other than the fucking things to death. So. Judge Dredd, just a, just a story of overcoming. What amazing, what amazing, liberating story. You know, it's all up to Rob Schneider. It's like he makes or breaks the game and film. I mean, in this case... Total redemption arc. He just really brought it back. Just a little bit of comedic edge. And color. And color. Another Byron burn in the books. 
All right, so moving on from Byron Byrne, let's talk a little bit about this uh, latest Nintendo Direct. Uh, as of recording, we are recording Wednesday, September 11th. The Direct happened last week on the 4th, so by the time you listen to this, this is probably going to be old news, but it's worth uh, sharing our takes on it, what we were excited about, uh, what we weren't surprised by. Um, I don't know. What, what did you guys think? I think I'll say one thing off the bat is that that Overwatch announcement would have been super exciting had it not been leaked like three days prior, <laughs> and also maybe had it happened nine months sooner. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think your your video that you posted on YouTube uh, recently says it all. Uh, our video, Nate. Our, our video. video. I mean, you were you were just nailing the singing though. Oh, so uh, nailing it. Yeah. yeah. If if you haven't seen that, you got to go jump over to our YouTube page and. Uh, and uh, drop a subscribe while you're there, but listen to Ryan singing. It's yeah. it's angelic. But uh, we've done it, it this really... thing a couple of times. We call it drastically direct, which is what is basically just me making fun of the Nintendo Directs um, for comedy value. So that's what that is. Although this last one is very very stupid. So still subscribe. It's just dumb. Absolutely, yeah, and awful. But I think that really uh, speaks to the whole direct. I didn't watch the direct. Um, as a whole, I kind of watched the clips, you know, afterwards when they kind of edited it down and yeah, it's just filled with so many ports, so many ports. There isn't much unique. Um, I was bummed that there was nothing, you know, breath of the wild in the direct, like just even just another little snippet of some sorts, but, uh. There was a lot to announce uh, with Smash characters and other things like that, Animal Crossing, um, but a lot of ports. I literally don't think, I'd have to go back through and watch it, I don't think they announced a single new unannounced game to the Switch. Maybe Deadly Premonition 2. Yeah, that was the one. And then I guess we didn't know that uh, Xenoblade Chronicles was coming, but still. like That's a port. Right. Yeah, it's just... Oberdin was that the though? sequel to Oberdin, or was that the original Oberdin ported? That's the port too. Okay, so then yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, is that normal to have that many ports these days? It's so weird. It's unoriginal and really boring. I really thought we were done with Wii U ports. I was like, okay, there's going to be a few like exclusive yes. Wii U games, and then nope, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is coming. <laughs> right. I'm like, okay, they did it. They're all done. And they're like, yep, you're right. We're doing Wii games now. <laughs> Secretly, Andy was pissed about it because he's like, God damn it, I've still got like seven of those collector's editions. Yeah. They're worthless. <laughs> they're worthless. I literally saw somebody like the day after posting one of those like unopened on Facebook and it was like 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I don't think there's very many left. There's not many... The only one that matters is 3D World, and they refuse to do it for some unknown reason yeah. that I don't understand. Like, that is, that is like, top five Mario games of all time, and they refuse to bring it over. I don't understand it at all. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I think Overwatch is a huge win. I, I think, even though it's faded from the limelight, it's still a huge game. It's still a fantastic game. Uh, it's one of the best first-person shooters to come out in the last few years, for sure. Um, even if the community has gotten a little like tense, like uh, Overwatch is one of those games that I can still go back to, but it's either going to be, I'm going to put it in, I'm going to play for four hours 
I'm going to play one match. I'm going to throw my controller down and walk away. Like, that is how that game goes. Um, but certainly, if people haven't picked it up, grab it on the Switch if that's your only option. Um, I was a little surprised that these games, though, like Devil May Cry and those Jedi um, games where it's like, we're porting them, but we're also not fucking touching them. And at that point, what's the point? Like, are we just trying to have everything run on the Switch? We don't care how it looks. We don't care if there's any added value. Because it's kind of what I feel like is happening. Yeah, they're like porting original Xbox games now, just for the hell of it. And it makes a Nintendo Direct. I I don't get it. Well, they didn't make their money with the Wii U. I mean, that's probably why they're porting as much as they can to just Well, but it's not even Nintendo pushing back. it at that point. Yeah, they're just mm-hmm. like, fuck it, we can make a few bucks. Like, third parties are going nuts. Deadly Premonition blew me away, though. I did yeah. not see that coming at all. No, I was surprised by that, too. I think Oberdan really uh, caught my attention because I'd heard a lot about it in Game of the Year talks from several places last year, and it wasn't on anything I owned. You know, mainly, he was only on PC, so to see that on the Switch, I'm like, okay, I want to I wanna check this out now. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the graphics look cool. I don't know if it's my type of game, but... Yeah. Well, and obviously, like, the the cream of the crop and the whole thing was that even though i made fun of it in in our video um the fact that super nintendo games are being brought to switch online is huge uh the 20 games right from the outset almost all of them are bangers uh there's very few like i don't know why these are on here type of games mm. and uh the only caveat with that i think is like kind of a bummer well in addition to them trying to charge you for 30 dollars for each super nintendo controller is just the fact that along with that edition, they came out and said, okay, you'll no longer be getting new additions to your NES and Super NES libraries monthly. It's just kind of eventually we'll put more out there. So that kind of sucks, right? Because like every other online service, you've got like a guaranteed monthly gimme, a reason to come back. Maybe they should have just stuck with that because all they're offering right now besides that is voice chat for six games. Six games. That sucks. It, it's so pathetic, really. I mean, even like this, the, some of the ones that they were picking, like some of them are like Jalico and like Dating yeah. East games. Like you, you couldn't scrap a couple of those together if you're hitting a month where you just can't come. I don't know. It just feels like them saying like, we don't want to commit, you know? Right. Well, and Jalico and Data East will literally like give you whatever you want. They'll, they're like the horrors of the retro game world at this yeah. point. Yeah, I don't know. It was strange. But I personally thought that the Super Nintendo uh releases were probably the highlight for the direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Overall. Just I mean, yeah, Ryan, you said it. There's some great, great games that they released and but does it benefit me? Not really. I mean, I got Super Nintendo Mini that is slightly modded where we can um, play any of those games. So I I just don't see the benefit. I see the controllers being a benefit, which I still haven't even done any uh, switch online because I just feel that I can play all that stuff on everything else. So I just, I haven't dived into it yet. Yeah. The one nice thing I will say is like, at least with the NES games and Super Nintendo games is like you and I, or any of us on the podcast can sit in our own homes and we can start two-player co-op, you know, with each other from 
the comfort of our own couches, which is a very nice feature. Um, I think with the, you know, there was, there's little reason to do that in my opinion for the Nintendo, but with the Super Nintendo, you've got Mario Kart, you've got Joe and Mac, you've got, you know, Super Mario World, um, Kirby's Dream Course. There are reasons to maybe want to do that. Um, it would be cool to see them bring like some of the other stuff, like the rare things, which is a long shot, but maybe. Um, Someday. Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> I was excited for it. I'm just kind of bummed that now, like they kind of pulled the wool out or like you know the rug out from under us. And yeah, you got it, but we don't know when we'll update it again. It sucks. It's just like Virtual Console. They just kind of stopped after a while, you know. Right. And it's just yeah. It, I will say like. I am like one of three people in, in North America that has a hard on for Stunt Race FX. Stunt Race FX to me is like one of the best FX games. Uh, I, in fact, it's my favorite FX game on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it runs at a slow frame rate, but like Nintendo largely has just pretended that, that game did not exist outside of it being dropped in the Super Nintendo at the end of its life cycle. To so to see them not only like add this to the first twenty games. But they even paused to highlight, like, hey, look, this has never been anywhere else. I think that was pretty sweet. Um, it still runs at, like, a pitiful, like, three frames per second. I've heard a lot of people talking about how that's, like, not a playable game at all, and I think it's bullshit. It's a very playable game. It's hampered a lot two by players? its frame rate. No, you can't play two-player. There's no two-player option, I don't think. Yeah, there Maybe. is. Is there? Yeah. Single, just head-to-head. Yeah, and it cuts the normal frame rate about in half. <laughs> so, okay, well, we'll just throw that mode out because I never did yeah. that. Like, it's you, you do single player, like, oh, yeah, this is playable. This is way yeah. better. <laughs> no, my son and I spent a ton of time playing that. Like, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I've got both a box copy of Sunrise of X and Wild Treks, um, the Japanese version. So I was pumped. I think it's a cool game people should experience. To be honest, I think it's still more fun today than Star Fox is on there. Um, which is also included. So, I, I never realized. I guess I never played it. But Kirby's Dreamland Three, like the it's art awful. style, it, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's, but it's the art vomit. style, that art style is great. No, I love that art style. No. Oh yeah, I that's disagree an, with that entirely. That's impressive on the Super Nintendo. It's like I think it's better than Yoshi's Island. It's like if you made a game. <sighs> It's like if you made a game out of like fuzzy paper and then like got a seven year old drunk and let him watch it and play it. That's what that game looks like. It, it's kind of like the aha video. Like take me. It's on like with, home movies, but in video game. <laughs> oh, form. I don't know about that. <laughs> Every line squiggly. It's all blurry. <laughs> it's weird. Where's Brendan Smalls in this game? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, it's not. It's not a really great game either, but. It certainly, though, like to your point, I guess, has its like, it, there's no other game that looks anything like that on the Super Nintendo or in the Kirby realm. I just, I can't get behind it. Yeah. I haven't Did you play played some it. of it. Yeah, a little bit. It's I, really easy, though, isn't it? Like, they, like it's almost like oh, they yeah. streamlined it to the point where it's like, this is meant for three year olds. Yeah, you can't Weird. really lose, I don't think. No. But yeah, I, th- that rewind function is just like so handy that it's yeah. like, it's so easy to just pop in. I mean, even like Mario, like I just want to play through super Mario world, you know, like I don't need to make it a challenge. I don't need to test myself to be like, okay, I have to 
beat this level all on one life or something like that. You know, it's just like, oh, just rewind it a little bit, try that again. So yeah, I played all the way through that, and nice. about halfway through, Link to the Past now. So, dang, that's ambitious. It's kind of weird, yeah. Like I don't know why I just picked it up because, like you said, I have all these other options as well. But for whatever reason, I mean, the convenience factor of just having it like portably and emulated well in your hand is is a nice selling point. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's free, so yeah. And then the only other thing I think really substantial out of that direct was the whole Smash thing, SNK's inclusion. Loved the whole like rendered in the Neo Geo, like that was great. Minute and thirty, you know, who's gonna get the letter thing? Oh, that was yeah, that was awesome. Probably the highlight of the direct besides the Nintendo or SNES games. Um, I guess I don't have a lot of attachment to the Fatal Fury franchise. Like I love SNK. I'm not a big fighting guy. Like to me, like the metal slug thing. Well, you can't really bring gun. Although they brought guns into Smash, so that's not true. Um, Terry up, makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and Snake, you know, um, mm-hmm. very cool. I, I just, just to have them pay respects to SNK uh, and the timeline of it competing against Super Nintendo, I think is a huge thing for people who are old enough to appreciate and understand why it's an important thing. Um, probably half their audience did not catch that though. Oh, so. I love that. I, I mean, I, I thought it was a cool addition and, uh, they had a camera on the whole audience in the actual Nintendo. And when they <laughs> dropped that character, people are like almost crying and I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're getting paid to just, yeah. they're like, okay guys. We're going to drop someone. You have no idea who they are. <laughs> we just need you to be big. Okay. Here's $10. Here's $10 in, in, in gift cards. And it was uh, a, a little over the top, but it, it's cool that they show a little respect to, uh, to them. Um, I, it, it's something that doesn't, doesn't get me overly excited when they announce new characters, but no. I'm probably not as, <clears throat> as into smash as, as you guys are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love, again, I'm not great at Smash. I love Smash from the aspect of it's a playable video game history museum. Um, so that, again, like the SNK tie-in is huge. I mean, I immediately that night went down and downloaded Banjo-Kazooie. I fucking hate Banjo-Kazooie, but we played a few matches, me and my son. Um, I do like that they announced that there's one more mystery fighter left in the package. And then there's going to be more, which I'm sure means cha-ching, they're going to get more money from us. Um, but it really seems like they are building this game up to the point where, like, this is going to be the last one of these. So yeah. let's just go balls to the walls because never again will you be able to relicense. Like the stars aligning in the way that they have that you can license all these properties. You can't do this again. Like this has right. to be it. I think that's half of, or at least all of it is where he's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm never doing this again. I'm never making another one of these. So let's just keep, we'll yeah. just always port it to the next, port it to the next. So did any of you stick around for like the aftermath where he like hit his 20 minute spiel? You watched it, Andy? Yeah, where he's playing against himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no wonder why he has arthritis. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then then they announced the uh, Undertale character pack, and that's what everybody latched onto instead of the actual character. Yeah. And he's just And those costume. are for uh, the Me Fighters, right? Yeah. Yeah. And those are piecemeal, like 75 cents a piece. Mm-hmm. Which I I give no shits about the Mii Fighters in that game like at all. 
No. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's crazy that SNK is such a huge company, had its own console and own games, just a powerhouse in the nineties. And then when you look back and like which character do we add? And it's like I don't know. I guess Blue, Harry? I, I Blue guess. from Blue's journey would have been amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, we might as well touch on that too. I don't know if you guys have the news. SNK's fight stick. Yeah. So it's a it's a fight stick um that will work with your PC. It will also work with the SNK Mini, and then it also can be switched over to a different mode that is a uh, console mode, and then it, you can hook an HDMI up, put it to your TV, and it has 20 ROMs built in. So it essentially does the same thing as your SNK Mini, except you have this nice, beautiful arcade stick. Um, honestly, I think that makes more sense to me than the console, uh, the mini console. I'm actually pretty excited about this. Uh, I'll need to see what the price point is and how many fighting games I'm getting out of this. Um, hmm. Then I think they mentioned that like when you're in, I think they said, maybe I'm getting this wrong, but I think they said when you're in the console mode, you can take the controllers from the Neo Geo Mini and plug it in as a second controller into that thing. So, oh, okay. Hell yeah, I'd do that. I'd buy an extra controller and just have that at the ready. But is the stick clicky? If it's not, I don't want it. Oh, it's going to click. It's going to click. Because yeah, the Mini does not click. Is that the problem? Yeah. Or the mini doesn't, right? Right. Mm, that's not good. I got my clicky sticks right over there. You have to have clicky sticks. Yes. Yeah. Clicky sticks and woody pop. Tell they me. go hand <laughs> in hand. It's a nice visual. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, why don't you tell us about your cock tail table? Oh, good call. Yeah, so uh <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> we're just, so some right, exciting news. Here we go. Yeah, I did a little shopping. So on our local Facebook marketplace, um, you'd have to be the right age, probably our age, I guess, to remember. Kind of back in the eighties, um, there were a lot of cocktail arcade cabinets in bowling alleys, cafes, pizza joints, um everywhere. Everywhere. And like the one you would see more often than not was just this plain generic, usually no artwork. Uh, wood grained cocktail cabinet so I, I loved them you'd see them like space invaders galaga dig dug pac-man so there's one of these on the facebook marketplace um and i think it started at like 450 it was not worth that um i just kept watching it and it kept coming up on facebook so pop back up after like three weeks 290 the guy had it listed at i just i'm like whatever i'm gonna low blow this guy i'm like would you do 200 he's like i would so i'm like fuck it I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go check this thing out. It supposedly runs Pac-Man. I picked Nate up because I'm like, I need another guy there for muscle in case this is like I gotta load it up myself situation. Um, so I grab him. We go look at this thing f- last Friday, and we get there. Super nice dude, probably late twenties, maybe early thirties, younger than us. He seemed. Um, had this had this thing. Says it was original from when he was a kid. It's been in his family forever. It was with his sister. Now he's got it. Trying to unload it. Um, and it, it's rough, right? Like pretty rough compared to the pictures. Um, not stuff you'd pick up with the camera, but you see in person, like with the veneers starting to come off some of the molding around the screen. Uh, but it works. Um, the color appears to be a little off on the screen, or at least I thought, but again, it's playing, it's fully functional. So I wanted to offer the guy the 50 bucks, but like, I'd already kind of like came out there with like, I'm going to give you 200. So I'm thinking in my head, like, what's this thing's worth? What, you know, realistically, what is the cabinet worth if I had to gut it and redo everything? 
So I shot him like 140. We settled on 150, which, I mean, realistically, you can't get a working arcade cabinet for that, or you shouldn't be able to in most cases. So we took it home 150, uh, was really happy with it. And then I'm playing it on Sunday with my son, and I noticed like these mazes are slightly different. Like something's not like I'm I'm able to get off kilter on the maze and like bonk my head on like the barrier. I'm like, that doesn't happen in Pac-Man. And then I get to the end screen. It comes back to like insert tokens. And then I see like for next for extra Hangley man, 10,000 points. I'm like, Hey, Hangley man, this is a Pac-Man. What the fuck is this? So I start Googling it and hear like, it goes by a few names, Hangley Man, Puck Man. It's like this knockoff. Like apparently there was a whole thing with like bootleg Pac-Man games back in the day from like 1981, which the thing is from like out of Korea or some shit. See, it's not even an actual Pac-Man. It uses the same imagery, same music, same inner level cutscenes with the music. It's all there. But what the weird thing is, is like it progressively, um, the map progressively disappears. So you start out with a normal maze. And then parts of it disappears, you get to the second stage. And by the third stage, you've got this whole rectangular screen full of dots with no barrier. So it's like a goddamn free-for-all. You have four ghosts going wherever the hell they want. You gotta try and, like, with a four-way D-pad, keep Pac-Man or Puck-Man or Hangly-Man, whatever the fuck he is, eating all these pellets. It is the weirdest damn thing. So it's sort of like this weird redemption arc where it's like, I thought I had a ton of work to do on this screen. It wasn't displaying correctly. No, that's not the problem at all. It's not. It's just that it's not an actual Pac-Man ROM. So those colors are legit. Um, so I still have like the normal cosmetic stuff to fix up. But then there's also, you know, the slight disappointment on top of that being like, I don't have an actual Pac-Man. Um, but all in all, I would say for $150, it's a weird like thing, but super happy with it. I, I just to have one of those in my home, like once I get it all up to snuff again, is going to be great. It sounds but, like you were actually pretty happy with it you know the even just playing hangly man you're like just the way it is compared to to pac-man a little more exciting something a little bit different when i went with you uh that was something we were just scratching our heads on like something doesn't look right with this and we couldn't point it out and even on the joystick and the button it says pump yeah which i think must have been for dig dug initially or a clone yeah maybe yeah and then I like how, like, I brought Nate along, too, and I was trying to do, like, the whole good cop, bad cop routine with Nate. I'm like, I don't know, Nate. It's pretty beat up. What do you think, Nate? It's just, like, fucking deadpan silent. Like, just nothing. <laughs> yes. Crickets. It's like, fuck, he's not going to throw. Like, I wanted you to be, like, the dick and be like, I'd give, like, $10 for that shit. It's beat up. But <laughs> you didn't do it. Well, we have to plan these things out ahead of time. Like, yeah, we no, open no. the, we pull up. We're talking about every other video game and work and whatever. Yeah. And we open the doors, and he's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, I had no time to prepare. What do you uh, think, Nate? It's it's nice. I would pay what you're going to offer. So <laughs> Well, and then the dude did open with, like, a, a loss in the family, which I don't think Two. was a sales tactic. I think it, like, actually was a thing. But it's like, yeah. I don't know Awful. how to, I don't know what to say to this. It's like, well, I know you lost somebody, but how about five bucks? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, I think the I think the price I paid was appropriate. I mean, it is a working arcade cabinet, super nostalgic. Just that table, like even you know, I, I think I texted Andy and he's like, "Well, even you know, even if it's just a cool table at that point, you never use it. Like that's worth it." And I think that's it. Is like I've just always been drawn to that style of cabinet and like being a kid. So 
it's pretty sweet. It, it, if it eventually goes out on me and I have to like throw a meme in there and an LCD, still worth it. So it's so nostalgic for me. Every pizza shop back home would have them, and you know everyone would set their drinks and plates on top. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where most of the screens were so scratched and beat up, you could barely see the mm-hmm. game. And I, and we'd yeah. still just throw quarters in it over and over and over again. It's it's so nostalgic. Did you guys remember seeing some of them where people would like screw those like plastic ashtrays on there with like the little like metal thing on top to like stick your cigarette yep. in? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what a different world we live in. <laughs> like they were bolting like ashtrays to ch- like children's games back then, and it was fine. <laughs> yeah. No. I- like 20 years from now i would just love to bring people out and show that like this table that has a button that says pump on it like what is this thing <laughs> what's that and who's a hangly man i don't understand <laughs> for as well, old as that cabinet is though when you when you opened it up it really wasn't that bad it wasn't super oh no. dusty or uh falling apart it was fairly clean it still had the original um like sticker what was it like september something yep. 1982 in it which is pretty awesome yeah and the insert coin i mean really like the the wear and tear on it is just like rubber shrinks after 35 years you know and like veneer isn't meant to last forever so i mean it's it's normal wear and tear i think i'm gonna be able to clean it up pretty nice so i'm pretty pumped about that we already yeah, had a, a good buy. good couple hours my son and i are playing it so I'm a hangly man, pure. I'm gonna be setting high scores in hangly man now. You guys just wait. Hangly man fever. Hangly Did man. I not tell hangly you man though? Fever. Did I not tell you in the truck though? Uh, when we were driving home, that uh, with the button saying "pump," I was like, "Wouldn't that be funny if it was a beat 'em and eat 'em machine?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, there'd be ashtrays all over that one for sure. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> sticky buttons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good oh, did you guys hear the latest controversy from Sony no I, I'm very crossed about it I'm super crossed about <laughs> it too so basically I think what happened is there was like a argument on some sort of form or reddit potentially I, I can't remember the origin but they were talking about is it an X on the d-pad um what you know i I can't remember what the argument was is it x or is it something else Um, cross x and cross or a plus or something or because yeah then it was like the official nintendo representative that said like came out and said no you're both wrong that's a cross like it's a cross (laughs) like you guys didn't know this we haven't corrected you in the entirety of you know our consoles existing and then the internet just sort of went nuts on it Which, I guess, like, I don't care. It's still an X. I'm going to call it an X. I can understand how Sony would call it a cross, being you don't have letters on the rest of your buttons. They're all shapes. But if you think about, like, a traditional cross, like, not the Christian cross, it's like a plus symbol, right? So if you were going to do that, why didn't you just... Why did you turn it 90 degrees? Why didn't you just have it, like, upright so it was, like, a cross? I think Um, it's a Japanese thing, because... Like when you see the Super Smash Brothers announcements, where they're always like Super Smash Brothers cross, like SNK or Fatal Fury, it it's has the, the X, X like there. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So I think that's kind of what it's like a Japanese thing. 
Gotcha. X is a cross when you talk that way. I don't know. And we always say X, though. Press X. Press X. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forever everyone said that. So the other countries, they're like, press cross. No, I think like it turned out that nobody said press cross and everyone hates Sony for now calling it a cross is kind of been the blowback from the internet because nobody calls it that no matter where you live. It's not the cross. Maybe Japan. Maybe Japan. They call it the cross. Did you ever have friends that called it box? Yes. And I wanted to punch them in the face. Yes. No. No way. Yes. Yeah. At that point, why aren't you calling it the O? Triangle box (laughs) O and X. Yeah, we we need a different thing we for should, triangle. We should just start this whole thing. And it's not the start of the rectangle, it's the, <laughs> Click the longer <laughs> triangle and recta- rectangle button. Or start and select, yeah. Yeah, I thought about like doing a uh, like problem-solved image of the controller, and then, well, I did one, which was really stupid, but made me laugh, but I was going to do one with like an upside-down like actual cross, and I was like, that's going to inadvertently offend people, and I just don't want to <laughs> put that on the internet, so I found it slightly um, amusing. I don't know. I they, It's one of those things, like, Sony just shouldn't have commented on it because it's a stupid answer, even if it is true, and also the internet probably doesn't need to get so mad about it. I mean, who cares, right? It doesn't even need a symbol on it at this point. Like, it's just the bottom button. So people being angry, were they burning councils, throwing their controllers in a big fire or whatever? No, it seems to be more of a a subdued, like, you're stupid, Sony. I'm never going to play PlayStation again. (laughs) All right, never mind. Totally. (laughs) From now on, it's the B button. Fuck you, Sony. (laughs) Uh, Have you ever seen the third-party controllers? Because they can't have the actual same thing on them. So they're all like, oh, is that why that is? Yeah, they all have weird designs and weird, like they resemble an you know an X and yeah. a square and everything. It's always like but a weird font. Like, yeah. Okay. That's funny. I never thought about that. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. I um. Wanted to share with you guys like a little bit of, about a movie I just watched. Have you guys ever heard of Iron Sky? No. Nope. Okay. So Iron Sky is like a movie made specifically for me, pretty much. It came out in like 2012. And it's this like awful B movie with a budget that realizes it's a stupid B movie, but then just like fully goes for it anyway. Uh, there's like a. <laughs> There's a lot, but basically, so here's the plot from this movie. I loved, I adore this movie. Like, it's just so ridiculous and perfect for my sensibilities and what I want in a movie. Uh, basically, like, uh, World War II has ended. However, Hitler was not killed. Uh, the Nazi race escaped to the dark side of the moon and has been plotting their revenge to unleash the apocalypse upon Earth in 2018. Yes, it's that ridiculous. Uh, there's a subplot about, like, a sub alien race that's been using humans as puppets. Some of them are in the mix of our politicians. Uh, there is a African American gentleman who is made white by the Nazis and sent back to, it's like the most ridiculous thing. He's pretty much turned albino. Anyway, I highly recommend that movie for its sheer camp absurdity and just awesomeness. Uh, what I didn't expect 
was that there would be a sequel to this movie made uh, in this year uh, or maybe last year. But it, it, anyway, I found it at Redbox and it's called Iron Sky, The New Race or The Coming Race, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, this movie sucks. <laughs> really terrible compared to the first one. But I, I, I just need to give you a couple amazing highlights from this film. Uh, go watch the first one. Don't watch this one. Basically, uh, everyone who survived the nuclear apocalypse fled from Earth to inhabit the now abandoned Nazi moon base on the dark side of the moon. Because that makes sense. Uh, religion is dead, except for the Jobsists, which are led by Tom Green, and they worship Steve Jobs. <laughs> oh my gosh. And closed circuitry. So, like, the, if you have a uh, hacked iPhone or Apple product, they explode you literally wow. they send like a kill device through your it's ridiculous uh and then basically they find out that uh the aliens who are using the human race's puppets still exist on earth even though earth is destroyed uh there's a hollow core to the earth they're still there uh so they go on a mission to rob resources from these hollow earth people uh the alien steve jobs eats all the jobs this hilarious uh, and then it all culminates in the one redeeming piece of this movie that I still cannot endorse, where the final showdown, the aliens leave, chase the humans back to Dark Side of the Moon on the former Nazi base. Hitler lands in his spaceship, kicks through the door, riding a T-Rex, yells, Zig Heil, motherfuckers, in, Germans, in German, and then just starts decimating shit. And it's fucking awesome. <laughs> What? Yes, uh, Hitler I feel rides like a T Rex. You're just making this. You're just making this up. I couldn't. It's so stupid, even for me, that none of this makes sense. But I, I fully endorse the T Rex Hitler scene as one of the greatest things I've seen in my entire life. Huh. That's interesting. You said the first one was 2012. Yes, and is very okay. good if you know what you're getting into. This one is tr- trash, like just utter trash, but. So the first time that you jumped into this movie, was it like an accident where you're like, okay, what is this? Start watching it. And you're like, what am I watching? And yeah. then it becomes so, funnier as you go. Well, so it was recommended on Netflix back when like Netflix had more than like three things on it. I mean, many, many years ago. And like, it just got recommended and like, they were kind of pushing it and I started watching it and like, I'm a big fan of like campy 80s stuff and like horror, like army of darkness, evil dead. And then when I started getting into it, I was like, this is genius like it is a genius b movie uh and then yeah i was hooked and i finished it and i've always thought it was great uh, i didn't know it was gonna get this awful sequel though which is too bad hmm. well it's really strange because uh wolfenstein 2 is i mean a minor spoiler but you go to the moon to meet hitler oh nice so <laughs> I wonder if they watch that movie and they're like, hey, we got an idea. We'll know when the next one comes out and he's riding T-Rex, I guess. We'll know. (laughs) (laughs) I actually remember that. I remember Wolfenstein 2. I think I played that. Yep. PS4, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I played it. I remember the moon scene. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Huh. So watch Iron Sky and maybe just Google the clip of t-rex hitler because i was was just doing that i was like i kind of have to see that (laughs) yeah i don't endorse it but i gotta see it 
that's such a fine line, right? Like those type of movies where it has to be like funny campy and like kind of be somewhat self-aware, but not too much where you start mm-hmm. getting into like the scary movie territory where it's just very bad. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they nailed it on the first one. Like they knew what they were going for, but this new one was like literally, I think in like the, so in the ending sequence of this film, there was like five minutes left. A guy was talking to another character. He's like, wait, were there peanuts, fish and blah, blah, blah in that food? And then he dies. They have a burial ceremony for this is all within three minutes, three minutes of three minutes of story. He dies. They're going to eject him in a coffin out like a space port to bury him. So and then as they're about to press the button and having this funeral ceremony, he like kicks the door open. He's like, oh, oh. he's like, oh, sorry about that. My body sometimes goes in like this, um, like catatonic state. Like my mom must have buried me like 20 times when I was a kid. And then he like hops out and it's like walks off. <laughs> like, what what the hell why did that happen what was this okay so on imd it's, it's bad imdb yeah, it's like 3.2 the budget was uh it's saying the budget was 7.5 million euros for this newest one um no for the first one okay yeah i can see that and it said that it grossed in the United States $122,000. <laughs> yeah, but that's like in box office. Like DVD, I'm sure it made right. some money. But yeah, that's And not then great. worldwide, it did 8.1. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's just what, well, our market's not in the United <laughs> States. They do not like Nazi Germany. Uh, Have you seen that? Uh, there's, a, there's a new Fred Durst movie out. No. With like God. John Travolta, like Fred Durst's no. director or something. Oh, Any, anyway, <laughs> anyway, like he's the the box office. He's averaging like ten dollars total per theater. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what is this movie? I don't remember what it's called, but it's. I'm sure it got a limited release too. But. Oh gosh, that sounds about right for Fred Durst. The fanatic. I, w- I would Definitely say like he should stick with music, but that's not good <laughs> either. So he's just oh, got to keep rolling, 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 man. Do, <laughs> do something else. Yeah, I can see how that wouldn't be good. Well, John Travolta doesn't really draw crowds anymore either, so that probably didn't help. But yeah, yikes! It made three thousand dollars on its opening. Maybe it'll be like a redemption <laughs> arc, like the room or something. You know? <laughs> it'll find its way. Yeah. Just like Judge Dredd. Yeah. It'll find its way. Mm-hmm. That's right. It'll it's eventually all... climb its way to the top. Right. Tied it right into video games. Excellent transition. <laughs> Speaking of video games, I, I so I got uh I got that uh Ardu boy set in that I ordered when they were on sale. So it was like three Ardu machines for like 60 bucks. Two of them are dedicated Pac-Man and Tetris. They both play as you would expect. Uh, and then I got just another open source Ardu boy. I had the Ardu venture one um, for anyone who familiar, was familiar with that. It like came preloaded with a game that hadn't been released for the Ardu boy. And if you're not sure what the Ardu boy is, it's like an open source, like programming and project. It's, it's an Arduino based handheld it's like 
Imagine if you had a Game Boy, but it was made with simpler technology and fit like inside a credit card. Uh, so yeah, I got I got another Ardu Boy, and this one I I wasn't worried about fucking up, which I was with the other one because I didn't want to lose the Ardu Adventure game. So I've been playing like, a ton of games on there. Uh, they actually ported somebody made a remake of uh, Star Fox. Uh, it runs better, and I'd say maybe mm-hmm. looks better than the actual Star Fox in the SNES. Uh, there was a remake of Excite Bike, which disappointingly sucked. Uh, a remake of Moon Patrol, which I've been playing a lot of. Uh, an amazing remake of Castlevania called Castle Boy, that is fucking awesome. Um, I can't get past the third boss though. And yeah, I've just been having a ton of fun with that. Farkle, there's a Farkle game on there. I've been playing Farkle. Uh, yeah, the screens are tiny though, right? Tiny, but they're like backlit. So they're super crisp. It's it's a lot of fun. You know, if if you if you're a person out there and has no idea what an Ardu Boy is or what the hell I'm talking about. Go to arduboy, A-R-D-U, boy.com. Check it out. They're like 30 to $40 to get one shipped. And there's about 200 plus free games out there. It's super easy to just put the installer on there and load them. It's it's a good time. They look... <clears throat> Sorry, going through puberty. Um, <laughs> super excited <laughs> over there. Ardu boy! Uh, the, the picture that you sent, I mean, they look... They yeah. look nice. Yeah, they're, they look worth they're it cool. for thirty bucks. I'm they're surprised. Super cool. Yeah, I've got the Moon Patrol one on here. I think right now is one I was playing last night. I feel like my fat thumbs might. Already, but that's the problem. There's like the well. cramping, but yeah, you can see that screen. I mean, this is a basic game, and it looks really nice. But like, you see people like taking stuff, you know, this really primitive technology, and putting that like Castlevania remake on there. Like, it, it's amazing what people are able to program around like when you give them a device like this that's intentionally simple with like a ton of constraints as far as memory goes people really pull off some amazing stuff yeah that's that's super cool i have to check that out i even had it at work one day i was playing castle boy while i was taking shits it was great wow yeah did you go a lot i mean my usual three to four times a day yeah, I, I would take some extra, it's normal, extra right? trips. Yeah. Have a few more shots of coffee and be like, you know what? I got to go take care of business. I had the unexpected kit uh, earlier in the week at the office, which is never fun. So, you know, I had to deal with that. A, a kit is a cough and a shit when you accidentally shit yourself while you cough. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, oh, okay. what, yes. what's what's that? Yeah. I, not a normal thing for most people, but my adult adult life uh, kits and snits happen a lot. There would be a sneeze and a shit. Uh, so it's just part of life for me. I, I decided that I'm at the point where I just need a uh, readiness like thing in my desk where it's just like wet wipes, a fresh pair of underwear, uh, a Ziploc <laughs> bag, and just maybe some rubber gloves. So. Right, and apparently you're you're in the time of your life where you just feel like you can share all that. Oh yeah, I have no shame. I'm married. I'm, uh, I'm halfway to my deathbed. You know who cares at this point? Oh, that's so funny. That uh, <laughs> you have like your little emergency pack. It's a kit kit. <laughs> yeah, 
actually in in the bathroom at, at work you have it like tucked up in like a ceiling yes. tile yes. <laughs> when things go awry you just kind of reach up there <laughs> yeah. pull it down you reach up there New one day pants. and you pull out like a porno from like 1978 you're like what the fuck this is what i wanted <laughs> yeah so yeah that was that was fun <laughs> this was not agreed upon topic <laughs> no this was impromptu yeah I say we go oh. for it. I'll tell you what, I had a real case of the Mondays. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> Artie boy, there you go. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. I'm kind of scrolling through. Yeah, I'd recommend highly that anyone who I- has a passing interest just check it out. It's fun. For the many times I've been in your game room, you've never shown me that. Well, I've only had that, yeah, that one art. I mean, it's on my display shelf, but I kind of keep it in its original box. But, yeah, you can definitely check out this new one because I've been using it pretty much all week since I got it. It's fun stuff. And I'm actually tempted to program for it a little bit because it's just C++, which I used to know a little bit of. I was terrible at it, but I think I could make something work in there. So, be cool. Make yeah. the bathroom game. Yeah, maybe a shit your pants simulator. <laughs> a kit emergency preparedness game. That would be like you're running around trying to make a make a kit through Walmart yep. <laughs> so you can take it to work. It's like a Pac-Man game, but instead of like uh eating up dots, you're like dropping spurts of shit down your leg through the maze to get to the bathroom from your cubicle. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pac-Man. I yeah. yeah, I like that. You you have to drop the dots. That's a good idea. Yeah. And avoid Please the and make avoid this the happen. avoid your coworkers and cleaning ladies. So yeah, I can't hear shit on you. If you're a listener that is into video game development, there you go. There's a nugget for you. Yes. <laughs> Anyone else go out to limited run this week, or is it just me? What's that? Limited run. You got the Shenmue or what? Uh, I did not. The Shenmue. (laughs) I was like, fuck that. I don't need that. (laughs) Uh, I am self-aware enough to realize that as amazing as Shenmue was, I've, that time has passed. I don't, I don't need more of that. Um, No, they, I don't, I'm not a big limited run person. I've bought a couple things that have interested me, uh, but you know, the uh, Jay and Sam Bob remake, demake, reboot, not boot thing is happening. So then tying into that, they made a, a 8-bit NES brawling game called Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl, which looks a lot like a reskin kind of almost of River City Ransom or a Kunio Kun game. Um, so yeah, they're going to, they did a physical um, cartridge release three. You could do like, there was a big collector's edition, which I didn't care about, or you could just get like a standard gray cart. I think there was like Jay Green and like, bob purple maybe i don't know i just went with the gray cart because i don't remember what the colors were but it was like 60 bucks you get the box you get the cartridge ships in december it looks cool i'm an nes guy i kind of appreciate people who make like decent homebrew for the thing because i've got a few other games so yeah i picked it up i'm pretty excited about that yeah that's kind of cool that they're getting into that because they can do it on a legitimate scale too then you know right Right. 
And it was nice that they were like doing like full pre-orders and not just like super limited batches of them in the collector's mm-hmm. edition. So yeah. I'm hoping it plays as well as it looks. But. Have you jumped on their website lately and seen the uh, River City Girls game? Yeah, um, and that's already out what on Switch that? too. It's like a pseudo sequel to River City Ransom um, oh. that got published. You can buy it right now on the Switch digitally. I've heard good things. I haven't played any of it. It's got I don't Same like animations. No, it's kind of like a weird almost. I don't like the art style. That's kind of what puts me off. Um, you can watch a little gameplay and decide for yourself. But to me, I don't particularly like the way it's drawn. It looks kind of like a high res flash game. Sure. But I know that one's been pretty popular. People have been playing it. Yeah, you were just mentioning River City Ransom, and then I saw that. That's right. What the heck? I still don't own one of those. I I just don't know if I can get into it. A limited run? Yeah. So I've only done it with, like, I've only done it with, like, certain games that I thought, like, I'm a big fan of, like, we all are, like, video game preservation. So, like, the couple things that I thought were, like, these are considered milestone games. Like I want the physical version. So like I bought Firewatch. I bought Windjammers because people just won't shut the fuck up about Windjammers. So I'm like, well, I might as well get the physical. Um, and that's I think that's it. I think those are the only two minus this one now. So. So do you count those part of if you're a mega collector? Do you count those as complete collections? I think you have to. If it if it if it was in the physical library officially published, no matter how small the run, yeah, I think you do. But the people that don't collect it will argue the other way. That's the thing, right? Right. But people like Andy, who have like five thousand of them. When did you stop? What, what number did you stop at, Andy? Oh, uh, basically, right when they started doing Switch games. So you were like up until last yeah. year, pretty much. Yeah, right when they started doing Switch games, that's when I kind of jumped out. Yeah. But the frequency has been more, right? So it's really hard to keep up yeah. anyways. They've been the, doing more lately. And the quality of games have certainly gone up too. Like they're not throwing out any old out, you know, indie game out there now. It's they're getting some really good stuff like that uh Battle uh Grega. That's a pretty good shooter. They're putting that out pretty soon. Yeah, there's there's just a bunch of them, Shantae. But Yeah, that was a good one. Told Jim and Earl. Yeah. But you just can't, I don't know, you can't keep up with it if you're going to do them all, you know? Well, and realistically, the thing is, is like, they're not the only game in town. There's like four other like groups doing the same shit. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's getting to the point where it's just insane. I mean, I, I, I love any game to have a physical release, but at some point it's just, it's just markup for the sake of markup, I guess. Yeah. Although, I mean, when I could buy a physical version of the game and pay the same amount I would for the digital release on Switch, I guess, then you could argue that it's worth it. All right, moving on to the fail bag where we answer 20-year-old questions from old gaming magazines as if they're addressed to us. And I thought... Since we've just hit the 20 year mark on the Sega Dreamcast, uh, he's not quite God, that old makes enough. Me to... feel old. Can oh, I, just say I know. That? Yeah, doesn't it? Oh, that seems like the most cutting edge thing. And now it's like, yeah, 20. 
we're farther away from that launch than that launch is from the NES launch, right? Like, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. I didn't even think about that. You think wow. the pro think the progress that went from the NES up to Dreamcast, and then you think about the progress from Dreamcast to now? Not much compared to that. Right. Dual analog sticks. It's in cloud storage. Yeah. Well, technically Dual Shock was out before Dreamcast, but Okay, good point. Touche, Andy. Touche. Yeah. Sega missed the mark on that one. No, nah, they they made up for it by putting like horribly rough bumps all over the one D or analog stick they did have. Because, you know, you really want a rugged grip on your analog stick. Yeah, it slightly turns, so it always feels like it's just like a hair away from falling out of grasp, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's nothing better than an hour and a half of Tony Hawk Pro Skater and then icing my thumb the rest of the night. <laughs> just gotta get those calluses built up. It's fine. It's true. Uh, yeah, so I'm in the official Sega Dreamcast magazine. Which didn't last very long, a lot less than even the Dreamcast. But I remember it. Uh, got a lot of. I think this was one that you got a disc with every time too. Yep, just pretty cool. Uh, this must have been close to launch. This guy says, "I don't get it. Why is everyone saying that Soul Calibur is so great? I bought it instead of Ready to Rumble, which rules, and I'm thinking of selling it already." I only bought it a few weeks ago. The game does have some good points, such as graphics, storyline, the amount of characters and secrets, and the smooth moves. But if I wanted to see a fight, I would have rented Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> I wanted to feel the power of the character's movements, but instead, all I got was a button masher that depends on how fast you press B. I beat Ultra Hard, and whatever difficulty that is called, on the first day. I feel betrayed by my beloved video game magazines. Thanks for letting me fume, but I gotta go now. The steam is coming out of my ears. The steam coming out of my ears is fogging up the screen. No, you're ready to rumble. Like, just stop eating paint chips. (laughs) Everything you said about, yeah, sure, it has like ten amazing things. Like, yes, it's a very accessible fighting game, but you beat it on the base mode by mashing buttons. Of course, you did. Increase the difficulty, learn your character and their movesets, how to block, how to parry. There's so much more depth to that game that you just completely missed. Don't buy Ready to Rumble. That's not that great of a game. No. I just love that Like he points out all the great things about Soul Calibur, and then he says, if I wanted a fighting game, or fight, I'd just rent a movie. It's like, well, why'd you buy a fighting game? This is, it's a fighting game. <laughs> You know? Right. Yeah, you, you didn't have really much negative to say about the game yeah. whatsoever. It, to me, like, and that to me is one of those games that's just like it's still a technical showpiece. Like, you can still pop that in with a nice clear signal and like look at that on the Dreamcast. And you're like, yeah, like I could see why this blew mm-hmm. people away. I mean, it's it is a very like on the surface seemingly shallow game, but there's a lot more to that, especially when you get like better challengers like when you're playing against friends like there's more to it than just mashing buttons i've i could also see that mashing buttons can beat that though too i've seen that happen 
where like yeah. somebody's like really talented at it and then a guy just mashes his way and beats him. <laughs> but that that's a kind of a strength too because it's accessible that way too, you know. Anybody can right. pick it up and and feel like they're doing okay at it at least. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like that's a game that pretty much anyone could have bought at launch and been justified in their $50 purchase. I I just mm-hmm. I don't get it. It's beautiful. It's fluid. It's fun. I mean, if you're not happy that you mashed your way through, just like hand your other controller to your kid sister and kick the shit out of her for a while. It's still a good time. That game, though, like seeing that game the first time. Oh, yeah. Compared but to here's PS1. the problem. Oh. Uh, here's the problem with that game, though, is me and everybody else on the planet, you looked at that game and you're like, jaw to the floor. And then the first thing you said after that was, yeah, but the PlayStation 2 is going to be better. And then you didn't buy the Dreamcast or Soul Calibur. And then you bought a PlayStation 2 and Dreamcast was dead. I mean, I, I was impressed unbelievably by that game. And I still, it was not enough to make me buy a Dreamcast since they were fire sailing them after the fact. I think that was, bad. yeah, I think that was probably like the biggest upgrade. Like maybe like Super Mario World was probably was a huge like thing for me seeing that from yeah. nes but like this above ps1 dreamcast was i thought was incredible yeah well i mean and that's the thing too is like the end of life ps1 games never i mean spyro i would say maybe like the spyro series was the pinnacle of like graphical fidelity and like they polished stuff but yeah, none of that even held a candle to what Soul Calibur did. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And that whale. Yeah, that. Yeah, Sonic Adventures is a really technically impressive looking game when you're not actually playing it. <laughs> like those, those static cutscenes that they choreographed were awesome. <laughs> and then there's Big the Cat to just make it all crumble. Oh. I heard we and the, well, the funny thing is, is like we got the fixed and finished version of sonic adventure in japan i guess it's just a not finished buggy nightmare on top of that is that the uh the limited edition one i don't know i mean that's that's just their day one release is the bad one okay because they released like nine months before we got ours so theirs was pushed for holiday launch and uh not quite ready sure there was like the uh rental exclusive it came out before the game came out okay so limited i think they call it limited edition or something like that that was an earlier build i know but i don't know if it was yeah because that was the deal right like you could rent the dreamcast plus that game like ahead of release wasn't Mm -hmm. that's kind of cool weird but cool yeah Uh, Sheriff says, Hi, I'm a, I'm a fan of Sega, and I love anything that has to do with James Bond. I have all the movies, and I was wondering if Dreamcast will have a Bond game, and if so, will it be? The world is not enough. Nope. And I don't know that anyone really cared. Yeah. It It, it is kind of crazy, though, how that happened, right? Like, GoldenEye was a huge hit. 
And the next one came out and it was like, it was fine. But like nobody, like Bond just kind of was like, okay, GoldenEye is where it's at. That's it. After that, nobody really right. cared. Well, it's because they made like a big evolution in first person shooting and then people made first person shooters better after that. Yeah, true. But I mean, even without the GoldenEye, the Dreamcast is still home and like some amazing stuff. Like you've got your Quake 3, I think. Uh, Mach and X is a really cool first person sword fighter. So there's there's stuff to play. Mm-hmm. It would have done yeah. better had it had two sticks, but oh yeah, that would have been huge. But yeah, Bond never came over because it was EA license, and there was no EA games on Dreamcast. <laughs> nope, those bastards. It's a pretty crazy turn of events considering. Yeah, it was what made the Genesis half, you know, halfway made the Genesis. Yeah. Well, I think like I was watching that thing and they were talking about like how, well, I know there was like some bad blood with EA. They wanted the modem built in. So then Sega kind of like backed up and like, no, we're going to put a modem in right away. And then EA was like, well, we want to be your exclusive sports developer. And they're like, well, we just purchased the studio that's going to make the 2K games. So. No, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know if EA would have been enough to save it, but boy, maybe he got another couple of years out of the console, yeah. at least in the U.S. Because that was a big thing. Like Madden was at its peak back then. I mean, not having Madden and people praise the 2K games, but they're good when your install base is under a million. It's tough. Yeah. It's pretty crazy how that machine is basically just Sega and Capcom. <laughs> yeah, really. And it was like crazy Sega and Capcom, like back mm. when you would take chances on new IPs. And like, that's why I always love the Dreamcast because. That is literally the last console where anyone took a chance. Like every game for the most part is like some weird original thing. I mean, there's sequels, but there's a lot of stuff you've never seen and will never see anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Well, it says a lot about the style and like the, the, the just like the whole makeup of the game where it, like something like Jet Set Radio. It's yeah. not a game that I enjoy playing for a long period of time. But like the style of that game and just like the whole mojo is just perfect. Yeah, there's so much personality. And you get like stuff like Choo Choo Rocket on there that's just like bizarre and fun as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of that, did you see the news on that? I did. Apple Play, is that what they're calling it? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not uh, going to subscribe to that, but for five bucks, it's cool. Yeah, I don't know if how that's going to work. It's going to be interesting, but it's cool that they're dusting off Choo Choo Rocket. Like mm-hmm. my the sad thing is is like here's every experience I've had with Choo Choo Rocket. It's an awesome game. I love it. I have yet to be able to explain that to more than anyone besides myself in a in a time frame that they were willing to try to learn it. So I've never had like a cool LAN party with that cuz like 
You give some, it's like you hand somebody the controller, you explain it, they don't get it, they fail miserably, and then they, they want to play something different. Yeah. It sucks. Because there's nothing else to look at if you're not getting it, you know? Right. You, you're just watching your mice fly everywhere that's not going in your thing. I always yeah, forget, like, which speed. way. Yeah. I always forget which way the mice go when they hit a wall, and that's what always screws me over every time I've played it. But yeah, it's. Once you get the hang of it and get really competitive with people who know what they're doing, it's a good multiplayer game. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to do like a weekend rental game night so I can mm-hmm. play with somebody who knows what's up because that has never happened. <laughs> That's not me. Same with Power Stone too. Like I just like, I have yet to like do a four player Power Stone too where I'm not just like crushing people because <laughs> nobody gets it. Uh, Stones are yeah. right in the name. I know. People. I played that one with you, right? Yeah, you're real bad at that. We played a lot of Dreamcast. You were real bad at all of it. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> Not your forte. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you were pretty good at Zombie Revenge. I played some of that. You did all right there. Oh, yeah. I do remember that one. Should have just put in. G voice acting. I've never yes. played that. Is it? It's like a twin stick shooter, or what is it? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, well, there's only one stick, but yeah, it's basically like a spin on the world of House of the Dead, so it's a third-person action game, sort of like Time Cop or something, but with zombies, it's good. Okay. Or Dynamite Cop, maybe I'm thinking of. Yeah, it was fun. I like it a lot. I beat it way back in the day. Yeah. I never realized what Dynamite Dynamite Cop was either. That was just like the third... Die Hard trilogy game. Yeah, that's right. That Sega did put out the arcade. Yeah, so they probably were like, "Well, we got the framework. Let's just do this." Yeah. And then C Man, everybody's favorite on the Dreamcast. <laughs> there's a picture in here that uh, there's a guy that's standing out front of a C Man's furniture store. A what? Seaman's furniture store. It's like oh, a nice. store that has Seaman on it. I'm not buying any of that uh, furniture. At all. Unless it's Leonard Nimoy talking me into buying a mattress. Oh my. <laughs> this one's kind of interesting because uh, I, I saw this. I'm like, what is this doing in here? And then I remembered that that was a thing. But asking question about why the Neo Geo Pocket Color is take, being taken off shelves. Take a look at the graphics and the system itself, then take a listen to the sound effects and music, and it hooks up with Dreamcast. Do you see any other handheld with these capabilities? Sonic is at his best on, on his Neo Geo Pocket Adventures. So why yeah. do people buy Game Boy Color instead? Is it because they don't advertise enough? Or no? Uh, Pokemon. Yes. Pokemon. That's the answer, Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, that was like <laughs> that was the problem, right? It was like Game Boy was just the dominant force. And, I mean, you, you came to find out, like, maybe not at the time, but, like, years later, like, when they recalled that, it was pretty abrupt. Because a lot of uh, outlets, like EGM especially, was really touting it and pushing it. Um, I was super excited about the Neo Geo Bucket Color. We obviously didn't get the first one. Uh, just the pocket, um, whoever was the, the fellow running, um, 
SNK America at the time like made the wise choice of like we're gonna hold off, we're gonna release only when the color is available. But I think at that point that was when there's the restructuring, the financial troubles, and they just stopped the SNK of America side and all direction was being handled uh under new management in Japan. So they made the choice to recall all of our stuff. And I don't know if they even continued to support it in Japan much after that. I think it was just kind of yeah, it was just kind of one of those things. I just remember I was still in high school, obviously, and I was saving up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy one. Like, that that thing is awesome. I'm going to go pick it up. I'm going to get the new Sonic game. The Metal Slug stuff's on there. Because I want to say it wasn't only like 98 bucks or maybe even 89 on sales for a new uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color. Yeah, um, I know it was not bad. Yeah, and at the time we were on to the Game Boy Color, but it was still just like the same Game Boy we'd been looking at our entire lives. Um yeah, I just remember thinking, like, all right, next time I'm in Fargo, because I grew up in a small town. Fargo's the big city. Fargo, North Dakota, huge metropolis. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to go into GameStop or Software, et cetera, at that time. I'm going to get it. They had a display, and then, like, I got my next copy of EGM. Like, yep, nope, recalled, dead. I was like, frick. Uh, so I went there hoping maybe they would still have some on the shelves, but no, it was literally, like, they recalled all remaining stocks, so there wasn't even blowouts of this stuff. Um, until later when they threw away all the boxes and blister packed like the console with like six cartridges and mm-hmm. they were selling them online for cheap. But yeah, it was a real bummer. I mean, it had the potential. I know uh, I read a little bit about um, S and K of America at the time and they were, they weren't shooting to like be the market dominator. They wanted 10%, 10% of the market was enough for them to like make revenue and justify it. And when you think about that, when you're the only competition in Nintendo, 10% is a pretty good margin. So it's kind of, kind of crazy. But then what do you, you know, like if you didn't put in the fact of how many people bought a Game Boy for Pokemon only or whatever, they probably did have more than 10%, you know, it's just that that phenomenon just drove so much of those late sales of that Game Boy. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's like one of those amazing hidden features too of the Dreamcast is like, yeah, you could hook a Neo Geo bucket color up to your Dreamcast. There was some compatibility between some of the fighting games. Obviously, SNK being huge on the fighting side and the Dreamcast having some phenomenal ports. It's really cool. Not a lot of people know about it. And like that cord now, uh, that cord is extremely expensive. Oh, I uh, bet. At least it used to be, but I don't know if there's somebody making an aftermarket one by now, but yeah. Huh. It was neat. We lost both those systems too soon. They were, they died together. Mm-hmm. Talk about good clicky sticks. That yes. was that was the king. Although I will say, like I probably would have been a little embarrassed being like seventeen at the time out in public with a Neo Geo pack of color, and just because <laughs> like the stigma <laughs> back then of gaming was still strong, and like drawing extra attention to yourself would not have been great. True, but. I was going to get beaten up either way, so I guess I could have dealt with it. That's not true. That was a joke, but nobody <laughs> laughed. But thank you. They're like, no, I believe that. Yeah, that's all about right. <laughs> Guy shoots his pants. I mean, I can see. <laughs> Maybe that's a product from the, the beatings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Some intestinal yep. damage. 
All right, that's all I have. So, uh, Nate, do you want to end it? Sure. Uh, if you guys uh, are enjoying the podcast, you can always send us an email. Let us know. Send us some comments, questions, concerns, whatever at weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on all social medias as well. Uh, with Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, you can catch that uh, new video that just dropped not too long ago of Ryan singing Ports. Ports, 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 ports. Uh, so you can uh, check that out, and you can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com and geekade.com. And as always, be kind, rewind. Don't forget your snip kit. <laughs> and your shorts. Shorts, <laughs> shorts, shorts. Uh, Woody pop.